Hello, you're very welcome to the Stoma Service Podcast Series. My name is Emma Tracy. I'm Service Improvement Manager for Surgical and Clinical Services, which includes Stoma, and I'll be today's host. So today I'm joined by my colleague, Mari Mullen. Mari, you're very welcome. It's great to have you with us. But before we go any further, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Oh, that's lovely. Thank you, Emma. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Mari, and I'm a stoma care nurse, um, for the, one of the stoma care nurses, I suppose, for the Northern Trust, but I would be primarily be based in Causeway Hospital. Thanks, Mari. So our podcast today is on pancaking, ballooning and odour. Mari, can you start by telling us a bit more about pancaking? Yeah, I know it's a bit of a funny term, but um, we use this um, and it's a very common problem with a lot of our patients, especially our colostomy patients. And really what it is, is, is sometimes what happens whenever you have a stoma, the, the output from your um, the, the stool or the output from your stoma can be quite thick and maybe quite sticky. Um, and then it will, the, the problem it has is it sits at the top of the bag and that's sort of like flat, like a pancake, I suppose, and it doesn't fall into the, fall into the pouch. Um, and with that, if you have constant pancaking, it's quite uncomfortable for the patient and it can cause um, a few issues like leaks. Um, and this would be quite common, but we can do things to relieve that. Okay, so is there what can be done then to prevent pancaking and reduce the risk of it? So initially, we would probably advise our patients to increase fibre in their diet, obviously whenever they're allowed, um, and also increase fluid intake. There, those sorts of things can be done initially in the beginning, and then there's other different types of pouches and stuff that we can use um, to try and alleviate, alleviate these problems if it continues. And say if you're trying to change your diet or increase your fluid intake and you find it isn't working, is there anything else that can be done? There's um, lubricating gels um, that we can insert to the top of the pouch and this allows the stool to slide down to the bottom of the bag. But primarily patients can try this at home even if they want to do before. Speaking to us, they can use the likes of baby oil, um, maybe even a little bit of olive oil or cooking oil um, that they would have in their own home. Thanks, Mari. So I'm going to open the floor to our other stoma nurses who have joined us. So Tracy, Vicky and Karen, you're all very welcome. So do any of you have any helpful tips on pancaking and how to prevent it? Well, I always advise patients who are suffering with the pancaking is that if they roll up a wee piece of tissue and put it into the pouch, that opens the two layers of the plastic and just leaves it a wee bit wider. So sometimes it's like a vacuum mm -hmm. where the pouch just sucks into the skin. So that just, just separating the two layers is enough sometimes. Mm -hmm. Or another mm -hmm. tip, sometimes I would put a patient onto a soft convex bag. It does the same, it's the same idea where it just separates the... There's a bit of a static friction sometimes between the two pieces of plastic and just to break that barrier is enough to allow the stool to fall down. It's not meeting any, any resistance. Patients tell me they blow into the bag. Yeah, before yeah. putting it on. Before That's putting right, it yeah. on, it helps to just give it. But I think, you know, as well, Tracy, the convexity actually, as much as we, we encourage those things, sometimes the convexity does help um, yeah, with that. Because the idea of a convex pouch is, there's all, obviously you would speak to your stomach care nurse before you would get this, but the idea of the convex pouch, it, um, there's like a rise in the, the, the base plate of the pouch and it applies gentle pressure around your stoma, which encourages your stoma to stick out and then we hope that the stool would fall into the pouch. But I do think if you're, most patients who have a lot of pancake and it's mostly to do with their diet, Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, and their stool is 
more stickier. Yeah. It does be. Mm -hmm. So it is changing your diet. You know, if, if you find that you're drinking an awful lot of coffee or drink, eating an awful lot of fatty foods, well, that can increase the chances of pancaking occurring. So you f usually find the patients whose stool is normal, as we would call it, tend to have a healthier diet. And there are simple things that you can change before looking at the more complicated uh, convexity and pouches and extra products and, and lubricants. Just increase your fluids, increase your fibre and maybe even a bit of a gentle laxative like a lactulose, a small dose of that, maybe once or twice a day. Um, and then there's some patients that they've done everything, they've tried everything and nothing works. And that's when we would tend to offer different types of pouches yeah. to see if that eases the problem. Mm -hmm. But I always say to them, have a look, good look at what you're eating and drinking. Yeah. And you usually mm -hmm. find there's... And maybe keep a food diary as well yeah. about the things mm -hmm. that you find. Maybe you have more pancaking after you eat certain mm -hmm. elements of food. Or... Yeah. I think if you, if you eat a lot of dairy products, you know, like creams and creamy sauces and things, mm -hmm. they tend to have the stickier output. Yeah. So thanks for that guys, and I understand that ballooning is another common problem, so could you explain a bit more about ballooning? Yeah, so ballooning basically is, um, it's excess wind building up in the bag, so um, unfortunately whenever you have a stoma you have no control of the, the passing of wind anymore, so this is going to happen automatically. So if you have any pouches, wind and all gathers in that, um, you do have a filter in your bag, but sometimes the wind just can't all escape. It depends on what you eat. Yeah, so you'll have more wind than... You know, if you eat enough, if you eat a very, very healthy diet and eat a lot of vegetables, you find that you do have a, an excess of wind. Mm -hmm. And it's getting it controlled, so it is. If it's a case where you do suffer, say a colostomy, and you do suffer with a lot of wind, we would maybe suggest changing you from a closed pouch to a drainable pouch. And just so that whenever it does blow up like that, that you have an outlet for it, yeah. um, the drainable bag, you can open up your drainable bag and just push the wind out. Mm -hmm. Which is hand it's handy, so it is. Um, also, I find that patients are saying that a lot of ballooning, they've maybe kept their pouch on too long. Mm -hmm. And know, the filter stopped And the filter yeah. stopped working. Um, and that's why you see, at night, especially at night time, um, before you go to bed at night, put on a fresh pitch. You have a brand new filter and it'll give you 12, 24 hours of um, good filtration yeah. for that wind, rather than have a pitch on that's maybe been on two or three days where the filter is not working anymore. And you might find when you wake up in the morning that your bag is like a balloon. Yeah, and we can also reduce it by altering our diet as well. And think about the, the foods that would cause wind for the like you know the likes of beans or greasy lean vegetables, cabbage and onions, um, chewing gum as well can build up a lot of wind. And obviously, our carbonated drinks and beer can cause ballooning. And then I suppose in a way you have to live as well. <laughs> well, this is it. You know, yeah, yeah, of course. And I know if you like a beer and you have a bit of ballooning, well, just but I think all in all, maybe in a little bit of moderation. So, Mara, is there any other ways that you can reduce ballooning from happening? Um, yeah, there's a few things you could do. Um, people have said drinking through a straw should help with ballooning, and also whenever you're eating. 
take your time and try not to talk as much because then you would swallow a lot of air. Um, giving up smoking as well. I think I had mentioned chewing gum prior can help reduce the wind and try to eat regular meals and avoid long gaps between your meals because then you know your your stomach and bile can fill up with wind. Anything else girls that you can think of? Some patients have said maybe peppermint capsules or peppermint teas uh, help dispel the wind and stop it from building up. So finally, we're going to talk about odour. Um, so Mara, can you start by telling us a bit about what it is? Is odour a common problem? I think we sort of do need to define this a little bit because odour, um, it is normal to have odour um, and whenever, whenever you're changing pouch. Um, this is normal. If you were going to the toilet, um, say you didn't have a stoma and you're going to the toilet, there would be odour as well. So whenever you're changing your bag, you will have a, um, a certain amount of odour. But keep in mind that initially also whenever you're in hospital, the odour might be stronger due to your feeling unwell. You might feel a little bit nauseated and your stoma is quite close to your nose. Um, initially, whenever you would go to the bathroom before, obviously there would be a smell in the bathroom, but it might be as potent. As you start to eat, the odour will not be as strong. But if you still find this a problem, there are many different types of deodorizers that we can offer. Um, most stoma bags have filters that incorporates a deodorizer as well. So as long as people know whenever they wear a stoma bag, they do not smell. There, there is no smell. Well, they shouldn't smell. No. And the only time that there is, there could be an odor is if the pouch is leaked. If they can smell, a smell of poo, then it could be that the pouch is leaked. Mm-hmm. Um, you would like to think that they should have no smell. Yeah. You know, sometimes patients can get a bit, a bit fixated on odor, but odor's normal. Yeah. O- odor is normal. Yeah. But so long as that odor is only present when they're in their bag. Yeah, exactly. In between times when they're doing their shopping, doing their sports, there should be no. You know, and I think that's one of the major concerns whenever I, myself anyway, whenever I talk to patients, um, even preoperatively before their surgery, it is one of their main concerns. You know, am I going to smell? Are people going to smell me? Um, and I think as long as we can reassure patients that they, do, that they don't smell, um, and then obviously, like you say, Tracy, if they, if they do smell something, it's more than likely a leak that they've had. You know, I, I would say to patients too, if, you're, if it's odours the, the problem, use the deodorizers mm-hmm. or open a window. Like most people do, open a window after they've been to the toilet. Mm-hmm. I think also whenever you think of how you released wind beforehand, it was behind you. Yeah, that's the thing. Now, whenever you're you're emptying your pouch or you're taking your pouch off, it is right onto your nose, and you can smell it quicker. So I suppose, guys, there's probably some foods that maybe would cause stronger outputs. Um, but are there any foods that maybe that could be avoided, or any foods that could control those outputs? Well, some of the foods that could cause your stool to to smell a little bit stronger would be the likes of you know asparagus or beans. Um, broccoli and cabbage. All your green leafy vegetables. Yeah. The likes of eggs um, and garlic put out quite bad odours um, and onions and fish. I think foods that make you smell before you have a stoma mm-hmm. will yes. still make you smell after, after you have a stoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if beans made you very windy beforehand, they're still going to make you windy. Uh-huh. Um, 
But if you love beans, you know, just put up with the wind or mm-hmm. go to the bathroom and open the window and let the air out. You know, you have to, we have, living with a stoma is living your best life with a stoma. So it is. Um, I think fermented foods also can make it quite odour. Like the onions and the cabbage, the yeah. ferment in the gut will release, and, and they might also contribute to the odour and then the balloon and as well, and so hand in hand. And certain foods make it, um, can, can make the colour of your stool change. Um, we have patients who eat an awful lot of beetroot. Yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah, yeah. and their stool come out, comes out a bit like bloody, mm-hmm. looks like red and pinky. And you really think it's bloodstained, and then whenever you investigate further, it's it's a beetroot salad. They've had a beetroot, maybe a lot of beetroot, especially patients who eat a lot of beetroot. Beetroot, yeah. So it's just being mindful of what you're eating mm-hmm. can impact the, the, the smells that you smell. We're not saying that you have to stop eating these foods. I suppose if you you know if you really enjoy eating these types of foods, as long as you know sort of what the consequences of such are going to be, whether whether it's the bag ballooning or quite a bit of odour coming through um, if you're prepared to to get on with life like that and you know just go and empty your bag in the bathroom and make sure you have the window open well so be it enjoy your foods that you like and just before we close this episode do you have any helpful tips or things to remember for our listeners I think most importantly is if there's any issues or concerns to contact us um, if you have any worries or any struggles but always know that we'll be happy to help you well, listen, thank you, Mari, for joining us and sharing your expertise and knowledge. And thanks also to Tracy, Vicky and Karen for joining to offer some helpful tips and advice. Thanks very much for listening. We hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast and benefited from it. We'd like to invite you to complete a short feedback questionnaire, which is available via a link in the episode description of the podcast. Please join us next time when we'll be looking at skincare.